0: releases uh i'm super excited for this one clearly if they moved it this summer they think it's going to be a big hit so i really hope it is take care thanks guys
1: thanks ryan and because Zena's back Zena's going to start us off what are you looking forward to most Zena, and welcome back we missed you thank you
2: thank you very much which movies am i looking forward to or yeah oh my yep. gosh well of course nope nope is on the of list of course you know um, especially
1: after the new trailer
2: yeah but I've been trying to avoid the... Tr- I've seen enough. I don't want to see any more. I just want to see it. I like to watch horror anytime. So it, it doesn't have to be during the fall or the... I mean, the summer, you know, anytime is, is, is awesome for me. So for right now, I'm just going to say nope, just because um, I wasn't fully thinking.
1: No. <laughs> the two-parter. No, that's fine. And, and you hit them both. There's nothing wrong with that. How about you, Megan?
3: Um, I think that I am going to, to, to spread it out a little bit. I don't have a release date for this. I do know it's coming sometime this year, but my best friend's exorcism, I am super excited. Is that
1: officially coming out?
3: It's supposed to at some point this year. I gotta finish Um, that book. Yeah. So I'm very excited for that. And I will also do this two-parter and say that I agree. I, my first gut reaction was All year round Mm -hmm. Um, but I will also say that I have like a a twisted little um, pleasure that I get from horror movies that release right around Christmas time like how dare (laughs) horror encroach the holidays I love it do it so yeah
1: see and I'm like the other side of that coin that especially my October is so busy with everything horror related and on top of it that November, December, I'm kind of like, oh, I don't, I don't really need horror very much, and maybe part of it's because I'm not a holiday horror sort of guy, especially this, Christmas horror. But I'm not
3: horror. even talking about holiday horror. I'm just saying mm-hmm. horror that releases Christmas.
1: Yeah. Cr- well, uh, that's fair, but maybe it's something about the season too. Like, if I liked holiday horror, maybe something about the Christmas season it, it would add more fuel. I know that it's not necessarily coming out at Christmas, but Like, if there was something more about the season and horror intrinsically for me.
3: I I just want to give you an example of what I mean, though. Like, uh, Aliens vs. Predator AVP Requiem came out on Christmas Day. That is nothing at all that's very holiday, but I was like, I'm going to go see it.
1: Oh, no, I totally understand that. I'm just saying more that um, not necessarily holiday horror that comes over the holiday. But if I did like holiday horror, it's that mesh between horror and the holidays. Okay. Maybe I would feel a tighter bond with the idea of watching horror over the holidays. Maybe that doesn't make sense in anyone else's head except for mine. That's cool. That happens all the time. (laughs) Just ask my wife. Uh, As far as the new releases, nope, obviously. The other two that I was thinking was Salem's Lot. I'm really looking forward to the remake oh, of that yeah. oh my God. and I, I kind of can't wait to see what they do with Hellraiser yeah. you know I would like to I would like to see big things out of that
3: yeah there's, there's a okay
1: lot. second question via anonymous <laughs> dun, dun, dun. what's the last scary movie you've seen the movie that really scared you like actually scared not just oh that was a scary movie actually scared Zena, we're gonna ha- let you lead off with this one again because we—I th- think you've been thinking about this more than us.
2: I have been, and I—I I feel special today. Thank you. Um, You're welcome. I'm gonna be real with you guys. Uh, this is a tough question because the—the the ones that come up to mind, come to mind for me, they were released like four or five years ago. You know, so recently, it's—I haven't had anything. That was just like, oh, my God, this is like so scary. I can't go to the bathroom. I'm afraid to be <gasps> alone at night. You know, I love that feeling. But the last ones that did that, so two came to mind. Veronica, um, it, it came out in 2017, but I didn't see it until like, I think it was like 2018. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about this before, Terrified. Like that movie yeah. like scared the mm-hmm. life out of me. But and yeah. I've been searching for something like that since. Like I really want to be scared. Um, but it hasn't, like, there's been movies where certain elements, um, will do that. Like, I watched this indie movie uh, a couple of weeks ago on Tubi called Room 203. It's about these two girls, they're best friends, they move into an apartment together, but the apartment has, like, a dark secret. And also, with one of the girls' room, like, it has, like, this weird wallpaper on it, and then there's, like, a hole in the wall, and then it, there's, like, a smelly smell coming from on smell. it. Smelly smell. A smelly smell. That's the, the that worst kind
1: of smell. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
3: smelly smell that smells smelly (laughs) that's That's a a tongue twister
2: (laughs) yeah but no um but no seriously and the point is there's like some occult dark stuff that's going on that the idea of that is scary because imagine you know kind of like the um with the new conjuring where it's like imagine you just move into someplace new and what (laughs) a curse is put on you or something (sighs) something dark and creepy but Not the entire movie with the movie Room 203. The whole movie didn't scare me, just the idea. So I find like that will happen or like jump scares. But it's not the same as it was for me with Veronica or with Terrified. Because with those two, like from the start to the finish, I was like completely creeped out.
3: So, yeah.
1: Hmm. Good answer. How about you, Megan?
3: Uh, Obviously, Zina and I are clearly horror sister twins bonded for life because terrified is always my default answer i that one scared me through and through even though it like plot wise is kind of not doesn't really have much depth but uh yeah that one scared me so i was trying to think of stuff that's more recent than that Mm -hmm. and i don't know that there's really there still hasn't been anything to terrified's level for me but Uh, the dark and the wicked and uh, the night house both had such good atmosphere that I feel like they come kind Um, of close, yeah, to to being really chilling for me.
1: It is, it's the atmospheric uh, (laughs) house stuff, yeah, I guess, for lack of a better term. This stuff, what that uh, no pun intended hits close to home. (laughs) That hearing, like with the night house, hearing footsteps above you Mm -hmm. or a shadow outside or something like that. So Like, I thought Paranormal Activity, like, that's just one where it's very much bump in the night, you hear Mm -hmm. a door creak, the house settle, things like that, where you're just, you know you're fine, you know there's nothing wrong. But it's after the movie and you hear it, like, my wife will not watch it by herself. Like, in the house, like, nope, I gotta be there if she's gonna watch it. The other ones I was thinking, like, I've talked about before, like, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, for whatever reason, just got us um and kind of like xena nothing really recently i can't think of a lot that really unsettled me from newer stuff and i'm not sure why that is like i know like j horror has bothered me before like um mm-hmm. uh the grudge and the twisty it heads. really yeah, yeah they need, they need <laughs>
3: more fast twitching in your life that's what you're missing
1: exactly yes that's exactly what i'm missing <laughs> ironically enough i did start watching uh the house on haunted hill today oh i <laughs> like nice. that one. um uh but yeah it, it's interesting i wonder why cuz if you take if you take the jump scare aspect out of it like something like sinister that's very heavy mm-hmm. with those sorts of moments i don't know yeah really i feel like i'd really have to think about when was the last time i was really like, really bothered by a movie within the last five years even. There's plenty of scary movies. I'm not saying that. I'm like, oh, arms crossed, not scared. Sure they are. But not where I turn it off afterwards and I'm like, oh, that's still there. Yeah, You want like to be
3: shooketh to your core.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I don't even know that I do want to be. So maybe that's part of it. Maybe I'm not pursuing that level no. as well. Yeah. You know, maybe after you see Audition. I, I hear Tetsuo is a little bit difficult to watch maybe uh, that'll for be you, one for that'll... sure
3: for body horror. See? yeah
1: there you go uh and maybe that's part of it because i don't pursue that stuff that's like oh I don't... yeah but
3: i feel like that's a different kind of facet to it it's, it's yeah less... cause that's
1: uncomfortable
3: yeah it's more testing your like repulsion than fear hmm. per se
1: well listeners if you have suggestions Shoot us an email, send us a call, like, let us know what bothered you.
3: Yeah, Scare and John maybe, campaign, let's do it.
1: I, I'm the easiest one of the three, why would you pick me?
3: Because you just laid down the gauntlet. You just For said, all of us. <laughs> no, no, no. It's no. a trio. You, we threw out some things, and you were like, no, I'm a hardened scare warrior. Come
1: That's at me, That's exactly bro. what I said. I am just... <laughs> I am just sitting here pouting, so upset that horror has not done better for me.
3: Yeah, we got to, we got to scare John.
1: Speaking of doing better, welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Podcast, everyone. The podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world, and to help us discuss the disgusting, you know her as lead movie critic for Bloody Disgusting, horror movie fanatic and journalist Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan.
3: Hi, and Zena's back.
1: <laughs> Guess who's back? <laughs> <laughs> you know her from her YouTube channel and website, Real Queen of Horror, and her infant love for the genre. I almost said Zanra.
2: Why? Because Zena's on my
1: head. It's Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. It's me. Hello. And I'm John. If you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to do a quick round of the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe there'll be things that'll make you smile too. So what's been filling your heart this week, Zena?
2: Well, hi. I missed you guys. Missed you. Okay, so, um, oh my God, I'm happy to say I've been watching a lot of awesome stuff, so I had a hard time picking what I wanted to talk about this week. Yay. That's a good problem to have. Yay. Yeah. So, our uh, first movie I want to talk about, Unhuman. Uh, it was just released, like, a week ago. I think a week ago, um, 2022 on Prime. So uh, Blumhouse Television and Epics brings uh, you the story of of a high school field trip gone wrong. So these seven students, they must band together against a growing gang of unhuman savages. And the group's trust in each other is tested to the limit in a brutal, horrifying fight to survive. And they must take down the murderous zombie creatures before they kill each other first. I love zombies. I know you guys talked about zombies without me. I know. I know. What
3: did you,
1: the did you same. listen? Do
2: you have an answer? I did. I Favorite did. resurrection? Um, there. Okay. Um. I have to be honest with you. I really love. Even though, like a lot of people sleep on this movie. I absolutely love Children Shouldn't Play with Dead Things. And I felt like, you know, with that, because what they did with such a low budget movie, you see what I'm doing with my hands so I know what I'm talking about? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's very Italian, <laughs> yes.
2: With a, with a low budget movie. Um, and I just remember watching it as a kid and it kind of creeped me out because you kind of knew that that was going to happen. That this guy was going to come back. I mean, they were playing with literally a dead body. And when he came back, it's just like, oh my God, he look at him all dead. So yeah, I really love that one so yeah, yeah it's always a good time to talk about zombies but yeah so with this movie unhuman um so this is the same director who directed the collector plus the collection and he's going to be directing and writing the upcoming the collected so i'll watch anything that he puts out i love him and i love that series and we need a new one please thank you mm-hmm. there is a
1: new one coming isn't there
3: yes The
2: Collected.
1: Okay. Fish. the collected that's what it is collected ish
3: ish no maybe. i mean th- that's the title but it, it's <laughs> got title. so many like delays and, and which sucks. oh got it behind yeah. the scenes issues that it, it They Ugh. they are hopeful but don't expect that anytime soon
2: yeah Okay, well, you know what? Moving on. So basically, uh, th- this movie is basically um, like The Breakfast Club, but bloody. And I just feel like this movie is a good mix, you know. Um, a good mix meaning there's stuff that you've seen before, and there's some stuff that you have not seen before. You know, you think you may know. It's just not your typical zombie movie. Plus, it's fast-paced. It throws you in right away. And, I mean, I needed mean, something lighthearted because... I was just so exhausted after my trip and I needed something fun and happy and this one really did put me in a great mood. So if you wanna be entertained and you want some bloody-ness going on, um, I recommend this one because that's exactly what I got. uh, Bloody fun. Uh, Then the next one I watched, called they wait uh, from 2007 and i remember when this movie was released but i didn't watch it for some reason um and i watched it on the roku channel and i just saw that it's also available on tubi and we love tubi so we always have to give you know that recommendation with that but um a mother attempts to find the truth and save her son when threatened by spirits during the chinese tradition of ghost of ghost month So um, there's this family, and they live in Shanghai. They were living in Shanghai for like three years. Um, The wife's name is Sarah, the husband's name is Jason, and then they have a son son named Sammy. So they basically have to attend um, a family member's funeral in North America, and then that's when strange stuff starts going on. The little boy, he starts to see these ghosts, and then he just gets uh, sick all of a sudden. And these ghosts, sometimes it's hard for him to tell who's real and who's not. And even as the viewer, like, I just thought that was a regular man, but it wasn't, it was a ghost. Like, whoa. So, <laughs> and no one can help him. Um, like they take him to the doctors and stuff like that. Cause his fever's running high. It's like, he can't open up his eyes type of thing. And they don't really know what's going on. So now it's up to the mother. She basically has to save her son from these spirits. And um, like the last day of ghost month is approaching. And if, you know, she's unable to save him, you know, from this dead spirit that just so happens to be tangled up with her husband's family, um, she's going to lose her son forever. So we talked about this before, but I really love mythology and I especially love Chinese mythology. And I don't think I've ever told you guys this, but my grandma, she was half Chinese and she used to tell me stuff like this about Ghost Month. Yeah, which was really cool. And so this was, um, I think at the time, that's why I really wanted to see the movie, but I didn't check it out for some reason. I don't know, life. And uh, when I checked it out, (laughs) I just thought it was so cool because I remember her telling me about the Ghost Festival, and you know it's just like some cool stuff like goes on with that. I mean, it happens during the seventh month of the Chinese calendar, and it usually falls on a, on a on a full moon. But the thing that I thought was really cool is that during that month, the gates of hell open up, and so anything can happen. So that's what she that's said. That's really cool. That's right? really cool. Isn't that cool? I don't know why she would tell me that.
3: Because you love spooky stuff.
2: I
1: was you five. had me a <laughs> ghost month and then ghost festival yeah. and then gates of hell are opening up,
3: right? But no, you were like, five. You were just... don't act like you weren't watching horror movies at True, five. but I didn't know that she knew. And then it's like, girl,
1: <laughs>
3: grandma, I just came to visit,
2: you know?
1: <laughs> grandmas always know,
2: yeah, grandmas no, but I, do I just know. thought it was uh really cool and I kind of wish I would have checked it out back in 2007 uh because I think I would have enjoyed it. So, but yeah. yeah, that's what
3: I watched, that's really cool. No. Um. Yeah, I can't follow up Ghost Month. Um, Tribeca has been Tribeca started like Thursday, so I've been watching Tribeca stuff. I'm
2: sorry, you did. You just said Tribeca, and you won.
3: No, no. I feel like uh, I like. You can't compete with Ghost Month. Ghost. It's a whole month. Tribeca is a week. True. Okay. Yeah. So no, no comparison. You, you still win. <laughs> um but yeah, so I watched Attachment and this one uh doesn't currently have n- neither one of these have release dates yet, but they've both been acquired, so therefore it will be at some point at probably this year or next, because attachment was picked up by Shudder. And this one is uh about a Danish has been actress who kind of uh her name's Maya. She does like appearances in character from her popular Christmas show at a library and she bumps into this Jewish academic from London. And they fall for each other super fast. Um, But then Leah, her love interest, suffers like a seizure. And that seizure leads to like a bone break. And so she's worried she's going to, you know, lose her girlfriends um, once she goes home. So she ends up going with her. And she meets Leah's mother, who is um, pretty overbearing and kind of abrasive. And then it starts getting into like there's some supernatural stuff. It is... um, Kind of an interesting twist on possession. It's Orthodox Judaism, so there is a dybbuk not a Dibbic box, because that's something that somebody made up. But there is like a dibbick involved, and it's kind of using codependency, and there is a metaphor. I think it does for me wrap up a little too cleanly for for the emotional stakes and whatnot, but. I thought it was a really good twist on, on and it's also I love when you give me something that I've seen all my life and you add like a new religion or new mythology to it and make it feel fresh. And then applying that to a relationship on top mm-hmm. of that. Um, I, I just thought it was a really unique take that, that I, I liked. Um, and then speaking of unique takes of stuff we don't see all that much. Uh, I watched Family Dinner. That one was picked up by XYZ. Mm. Um, No release date just yet, but that's coming. And that one is about a 15-year-old overweight teenager named Simi who decides to spend the Easter holiday weekend at her aunt's, who is a very popular nutritionist. She's hoping to get her aunt to help her lose weight. Um, But after her arrival, there's, like, some weird stuff that's happening. Um, Not only is her aunt super strict and overbearing, stepdad has a weird relationship with her cousin. Her cousin's a dick to her. Um and that's just the tip of the iceberg. So this one is more slow burn psychological horror. It's definitely emphasis on the psychological um especially when it comes to food because it's Easter. So there's lent and like a good Friday meal and she's not allowed to eat and it's yeah. it's crazy. And then it it then it goes into a payoff that I think will make a lot of people happy. Um but yeah, there's not a whole lot of Easter horror and this is definitively <laughs> Easter horror, so this is pretty interesting too. Yeah. That sounds cool.
1: I can't follow either of you really, since I'm just trying to play catch up on the Conjuring series. <laughs> Thanks to Mac, Evan. y'all are watching new releases. I'm watching stuff from five years ago. <laughs> we
3: got you, John. We got you.
1: <laughs> I appreciate it, because again, like this Conjuring stuff isn't necessarily on my radar. So yeah. sometimes it's nice to have a nudge. Yes. So I watched. Uh, Per Megan's assignment, 2017's Annabelle Creation on HBO. Twelve years after the tragic death of their little girl, a doll maker and his wife welcome a nun and several girls from a shuttered orphanage into their home, where they become the target of the doll maker's possessed creation, Annabelle. All right, Megan, why this one?
3: Because I like it. Uh, I think that... (laughs) It's a good example that sequels slash prequels can improve upon the last one. I mean, the first Annabelle was very meh for me. I think it's probably the bottom of the pack for the Conjuring universe, Mm. personally. Um, but this one I really liked. I think David F. Sandberg has an amazing way of scarecrafting. That it, it just—it's a general—it's like a haunted house movie, but you care about the little girls. Mm-hmm. Um, the scares are great, so I just thought that it would be a good entry point to maybe win you over to exploring more of this franchise. I
1: mean, yeah, as someone who didn't see the original Annabelle movie, I don't have anything to compare it against. You're welcome. However, you don't need to. <laughs> appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, I the best way to put
2: this (laughs) He hated it
1: no it's not that it's i got it's it's very heavy on the audio stings and then silence for the jump scare and i i don't like that very much it it just it did it a lot for my taste not that they were bad because it actually what really kept me watching it besides the fact that I was going to talk about it this week is it's a very well shot like visually beautiful movie like there's some really subtle kind of scares like the initial uh, uh, like the first time you kind of see Annabelle and whatever else is going on it's very it, it kind of best way to describe it like the vigil like you don't it's when I can't quite see things they only give you like a little something and it's all of a sudden, like something happens. Like, it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to some to fall on you, whatever. So there's some really great crafting subtleties within the movie, and then to me, there's some kind of heavy-handed jump scares. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did like the movie outside the one glaring question of why'd you even let them in your house? Like you don't seem to want him there.
3: The kids, or yeah. I don't. I. I don't. I think he did, and he was guarded. But I also think that maybe he thought it would be healthy for his wife.
1: Oh, okay. That's, what and that's the show. only thing I could. That's the only thing I could think of. I, I feel like I wasn't sure if it just wasn't addressed or if I missed it because it's like, dude, you you gotta do better at hiding that room. Don't just be like, "That's locked." No, so, no.
3: <laughs> to be fair, he probably had no activity with no potential like this thing oh because like, it's oh. been
1: 12 years or however been years long it had been since and the it was like stuff okay started. we're
3: we're probably okay now
2: and you know i, I just have to say because i love this movie so much um yeah i like similar to megan i wasn't too crazy about the first annabelle i mean i wanted to be i remember i was so excited Same. about it Same. but it just didn't do it for me so when i found out that david f sandberg was attached to it like i was all in yeah. I remember going to the theaters and seeing this one and this scene, but this was like, what, five years ago? More than five years ago. More, yeah. It was just like, I I was so creeped out in the movie theater. You ever get so stressed out, you just want to get up and run away? <laughs> but I didn't want to be that person. <laughs> That's how I felt. Like, especially, there's so many scenes. The, the scene with the bump bed when the girl's on top and all the craziness mm. is happening. And then the barn with the yeah. scarecrow. Like, the just, scarecrow is really. Good. The scarecrow is a time.
1: great effect.
2: Oh. Great, there, uh-huh.
1: There's some, there's some, like I said, it's really, I feel like it, I, it never does it justice when I say this movie is really well shot. It is. <laughs> but to me, that is a huge thing though, because a lot of movies just aren't, mm-hmm. they're not shot well. Like we're going to talk about a movie for Patreon that Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't shot well. Uh, But for me, like it is a big thing. It's a visual storytelling that's really, really important for me in horror, for me to be feel that deeper investment and for a budget of 15 million dollars i thought it was amazing especially considering the movie i'm about to talk about at four times that budget <laughs> uh and yeah i i liked it as far especially as far as the conjuring movies are concerned i would probably i would definitely rank it <laughs> Oh, man, this is going to sound horrible because I've only seen, like, four of them. I'm going to rank it in my top three.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's so pretty good. I know
1: because it's a weird thing to top say. Like, I
3: four, Not too shabby. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, but I feel like it's close. Like, it could be the top. I, think, I don't think the top three are separated that far. So, when I say top three, it's because I don't think I could choose. Yeah. Like, I like the first one because it's the first one and because it's got some really good scares. Especially, I love the basement sheet scene in the first one um i like this i like the devil made me do it because it's very x filesy you say i love the x files um and i really like this one i i think i might have liked the visuals of this one the most like as far as just what is on the screen i think it was the best storytelling
3: i think it's a really well shot like you said it's well shot um i also like that at the time of release You know, Lulu Wilson was still very young. I mean, she's still young. But I mean, this was right on the heels of, I think, like, uh, Ouija Origin of Evil, where she Mm -hmm. was essentially Mm -hmm. the villain. Mm -hmm. And so that added a sort of, okay, she's going to be the one. Um, So I appreciated it was a little bit of play on that casting. But yeah, I, I just, I thought the girls were really great and their friendship was really great. And I just thought it was a much better, like, why didn't you start here with Annabelle? Mm-hmm.
1: I agree. Yeah, well, but also sometimes you can see—I uh, don't want to say the mistakes of the previous film because I don't want to detract from the filmmakers. But you can, you can build upon the existing. And be like, oh, okay, like let's yeah. let's stay away from that. Let's do this. You know, they have a, they have that opportunity. It's tough when you're the first one through the door.
3: Why you don't write up sequels or prequels? You know, because
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's amazing surprise. opportunities, frankly. Uh, and then. I watched 2022's The Northman on Peacock. Uh, Ostensibly not horror, just horror adjacent because it's Robert Eggers, and there is some very gory, horrific, bloody stuff that happens. (laughs) From visionary director Robert Eggers comes The Northman, an action-filled epic that follows a young Viking prince on his quest to avenge his father's murder. This one... (laughs) Again, not mad. I'm pausing. I think I, yeah, sh- I should probably think pause. about what I should. S- I know, <laughs> this weird pregnant pause. It's like I should think about what I'm going to say about these movies before we record, shouldn't I? <laughs> uh, I think it's mostly. I liked it a lot more than I heard responses from other people. So the the big response that I kept hearing from people was that the it didn't pay off. Like the, there wasn't a big enough payoff for the the build. I don't get that. I
3: I think it loses energy. And, like, that final confrontation is devoid of the energy that you would expect. Oh.
1: Okay. In that regard, I get it. Because so much has already happened.
3: Yeah. And it's just... And they almost... They feel very tired at this stage.
1: Yeah. And they almost kind of reset the baseline before that. Like, all of a sudden, it's like, all right, chill out. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, agreed. That was... A little bit weird, I guess. Um, I, I, I feel like it might be the most uh, um, accessible Robert Eggers movie that I think more than... I think The Lighthouse is going to be for very specific people. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think The Witch <laughs> is going to be is super divisive for even horror fans. But this is... Uh, it's a revenge tale. It's, it's also
3: the inspiration for Hamlet's... So if you've seen The Lion King, you've seen The I Northman. Not.
1: I have not, but there. Perfect. Good example. There you go. Uh, I think there's less singing. There's some singing.
3: <laughs> less lions, well, but, you know. Less
1: lions. Well, but they are animals?
3: They some are. They are a little bit animalistic,
1: they for are, sure. They are. There's definitely some animal scenes. There is a scene early on featuring hallucinogens that's very strange. I did definitely have to laugh out loud um, some familiar faces from past Robert Edgar films. Uh, again, beautifully shot. I think it's great storytelling. There are some very, very brutal scenes. Um, it definitely has some twists. If you're just thinking of like the straight revenge narrative, it's not quite that, um, definitely worth a watch. I don't, 90 million dollars was a budget though that kind of blew me away it's
3: crazy wow
1: they must have built everything because i remember did either of you see valhalla rising with uh mads michelson
3: i, I know what you're I talking about but no i did not
1: it's a very similar visual movie it doesn't i'm guessing that they build all the sets like they built the village and they built that fort at the beginning they probably built all that stuff which is where the budget was because the rising visually is very similar where it's shot and everything But I can't imagine that it was more than a couple of million dollars budget. Um, So yeah, The Northman. Um, Not my favorite Robert Eggers movie, but like I said, probably the most accessible. It's available on Peacock. I recommend just uh, go check it out. Nice. There you go. All right. Before we move on, what are we watching? How do we watch it?
2: I checked out Unhuman on Prime and They Wait on the Roku channel, but it's also on Tubi.
3: I watched Attachment and Family Dinner at Tribeca. They will release sometime soon, and I'm sure we'll keep you up to date on that.
1: And I watched Annabelle Creation on HBO and The Northman on Peacock. All right, before I move on, what am I watching for next week? And And there is one movie that's releasing this week that I have to watch for next week. Okay. So... But, so you guys can just assign yours, so I might have to talk about three movies next week. Okay, we'll
2: okay. fancy pants.
1: <laughs> but I'm not going to say what the third one is if you two don't assign it. Oh,
3: okay. Uh... Well, I'm definitely not, it's not going to be me because my homework for you is old school.
1: Okay, uh, well, why don't you give me, well, Megan, why don't you start us off? We'll I give Zina a second, just in case.
3: I think you need alligator in your life. <gasps>
1: he does. He needs it.
3: It's on Alli- shutter. W-
1: wait, is alligator the one in the pool?
3: Uh, there is some in the pool, yeah. I think But it- that's
1: not the one where the alligator gets in the pool. Uh, is that Crawl?
3: Uh, there is no pool in Crawl. There's a hurricane in no, Crawl. I think you mean pool, like the movie. Oh, yeah, you're pool? thinking of pool, the pool. Yeah, no. Too many
1: alligator movies recently. No, this is,
3: this is the 1981 one, movie with Robert Forster.
1: Oh. Is it called Alligator or Gator?
3: No, it's called Alligator. Oh. No, that's alligator. Burt
1: Reynolds, 1980.
3: <laughs> you are arguing me, argue with me about a movie you have not seen.
1: <laughs> that you've seen and I haven't. <laughs> Megan, let me let me explain something to you about how this works.
3: Just watch All it. Right.
1: I'll just I'll find it. It's on Shutter. It It'll out. be pretty easy yeah. to find. Starts with an A. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, up.
2: have you seen Brightburn?
1: I haven't, and I saw that that just came out on Peacock.
2: Yes, and it's also on Tubi.
1: Nice. So no, that yeah. that's good. I debated what like watching it this past weekend, and I kind of hemmed and hawed, so I'm glad that you're just telling me to go okay, do it. Okay, good. Yeah. Thank you. All right, enough about what we've been watching this week. It's time for Megan to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So what's going on, Megan?
3: Uh, we definitely need to talk about the big trailer last week that got everybody buzzing, and that would be Prey. Uh, The director of 10 Cloverfield Lane, Dan Trachtenberg, is helming Prey. It is the uh, new installment of the Predator franchise. And uh, 20th Century Studios is bringing the film exclusively to Hulu on August 5th so like i said the trailer dropped last week it gave us a closer look at the period action horror set 300 years ago it introduced amber mid-thunters Na- naru a comanche warrior trying to prove herself as a hunter while on the hunt for a massive bear in this trailer she has her prize snatched right out from under her by an invisible beast which she realizes is the greatest hunter in the entire galaxy and of course it's the predator. Um so the Comanche warriors in this movie may have to may hunt to live but predator lives to hunt. I hope that's the 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 tagline I want it to be. Who will win? I don't know. Um but yeah the filmmakers <laughs> were committed to creating a film that provides an accurate portrayal of the Comanche And brings a level of authenticity that rings true to its indigenous peoples. Jane Myers, an acclaimed filmmaker, Sundance Sundance fellow, and member of the Comanche Nation herself, is known for her attention and dedication to films surrounding Comanche and Blackfeet nations. Um, As a result, the film features a cast comprised almost entirely of Native and First Nations talent, which... I think it's really cool. And if that's not cool enough, uh, Myers revealed in an interview with comicbook.com last week, we do have Comanche through the entire film. Because if you watch the trailer, you notice that they're speaking English. Um, Comanche will be in the film. But uh, the thing that's really cool about this is that when you choose to watch it on Hulu, you have the option of watching it um, subbed or dubbed in Comanche. So it's the awesome. English was bothering you. They they were they were very careful about how they approached the Comanche. Oh,
1: so the entire movie will be in English. Probably one of those like Hunt for Red October pull away moments. Like, yeah.
3: Like did you? I'd say you didn't watch the trailer.
1: I did. Okay. I do, I must not have noticed. Well, oh yeah, because it was in English. It's that's in what English. I was, yeah. I was trying to process what you were saying about this the sub or the dub. Yeah. In Comanche, that's awesome.
3: Yeah. yeah yeah because one of the the things that i saw most um people were commenting about this trailer was well it's weird if it's like comanche tribe against a predator why are they speaking english
0: well probably
3: to make it easier for you know more accessible audience however between the casting and the language options that hulu will have they've clearly taken care i just think it's really cool i i like that it gives like a new kind of setting because you know Predator just celebrated its 35th anniversary Sunday, and mm-hmm. I love this movie so much. If it if it's if it's on Pluto TV or whatever, and it's on like mid where whatever point it is, I'm probably gonna sit down and watch oh, it.
1: Absolutely, um, yeah. It's one of say, those, like, yeah, yeah. There's like seven or eight movies that are like that, and Predator is definitely one of them. It on
3: is. One. Well, y'all yeah, get to the choppa for the rest of the week, but. Uh, <laughs> But I just think it's funny, you know, because one of the other complaints that I've seen is, you know, well, she's what are they, they going to use sticks to? Yes, because that's what Arnie did. He right. that's and true. his team got completely wiped out. He had to make himself a bow and arrow and rig traps and counterweights and simple tools to even survive this thing. So probably warriors that are used to doing this, could, could you know, they can possibly do this. I guess we'll find out um so yeah i don't know what your thoughts were on the on the teaser if you watched it
1: i thought i i thought it looked great uh i was curious about that too i think i saw i don't remember where i saw the trailer if it was on bloody disgusting or not but i think there was some uh, they were alluding to the fact because people like well how can you deal with predator like you said how can you deal with predator technology but they were saying it's an older Predator. It's not like they have the it's same 300 technology. 300 years ago, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I think that there was a still shot or something of, like, the Predator's, like, forearm blade. And it looks more like a sword Interesting. sort of thing. So there was, like, evolutions in the technology, which is good because there's a, the three-dot moment yeah. in the field. And it's like, okay, well, how
2: are they going to do that? Well, we'll see. Yeah, can't wait. Yeah, I think that it looks cool. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm not like crazy into the predator franchise i watched some of them but not all of them but this one makes me want to go back and you know change that live my best life because yeah, this is yeah i haven't watched
1: like the last three i'm trying to think so, how um, many
3: are there there's
2: well I
1: know, since i well four? i saw predator versus alien oh, but we're then we're i didn't see the sequel crossover. to that okay. and then i didn't see the the newer one um I heard enough about like the subplot of it and I'm like, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't want to watch that.
2: Yeah, it's just one of those franchises for me. I don't I don't know, I wasn't I just didn't watch it. Not for any particular reason, like um because I remember with one of them when they were in theaters, I was gonna go see it, but then I didn't. Well point is this could be a bonus <laughs> episode thingy, okay? That's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh,
3: um so yeah. We're all excited and we don't have too long to wait on that. Uh something that we you might recall if you have listened to us for over a year. If so, Oh my gosh, we love you. Um, or who
1: have listened to the creepy podcast, one of the very early episodes.
3: Oh, there you go. But, uh, we did talk about the elevator game becoming a movie a year ago. And, uh, Michael Goy was attached direct back when this first came up. Well, filming is officially finally underway. um, It's now being directed by Rebecca McKendry. She replaced uh, American Horror Stories' Michael Goy. So production began this month in Winnipeg. It is based on the online phenomenon of the same name, which means that it's going to eventually come out for real, for real this time. Uh, Elevator Game follows socially awkward teenager Ryan, who discovers that the night his sister disappeared, she had played the elevator game, a ritual conducted in an elevator in which players attempt to travel to another dimension using a set of rules that can be found online. Ignoring warnings, he resolves to follow and find her. Uh, It says um, that the elevator game emerged from South Korea and has become an online phenomenon globally over the past decade, particularly on Reddit and YouTube. Though broadly considered an urban legend, the creepy ritual has repeatedly been blamed for mysterious disappearances and deaths, including that of Alyssa Lamb at L.A.'s Cecil Hotel in 2013. So articles are frequently cautioning potential players. But John has an episode Mm. about it, so he could school us on this.
1: Well, I do have an episode on it. It's just it's you hit a certain number of floors and then you go to an alternate dimension. You follow the rules, otherwise you're going to be stuck there. The big thing is anyone who's listening to this who sees any of those advertisements about Alyssa Lamb like disappearance at the uh, the Cecil Hotel, it's not real. The elevator first and foremost, the elevator game is not real. It's just a fun thing. Second of all, it's been widely debunked. And there's even like a documentary series on Netflix, which I don't recommend anybody watch because it's like six episodes long. And they wait till the last 30 30 minutes of the last episode to basically tell you all this theory that we've built up isn't real. And we knew exactly what happened this entire time.
3: Well, that's (laughs) frustrating.
1: It's very upsetting, actually. So
2: does that mean one day? we shall try it because i think yes. we talked about it yeah oh we yeah did. we. Oh, i
1: think we talked about it yeah during that episode i think that we needed to find just like a i think it has to just be a 10 story tall building yeah. and yeah and then we'll do a podcast from another dimension
3: <laughs> yes um that'll be weird <laughs> but i'm in
1: <laughs> sure All right. sure
3: let's do it Or I'll sit in the lobby while you two do it so I can (laughs) dial you back to Earth or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, And then, last but not least, uh, a new Sleepy Hollow movie is in the works by Paramount. They're going to be doing a brand new feature film take on the classic Headless Horseman tale. And they've selected Lindsay Beer on board to write and direct. They've selected Lindsay Beer to write and direct the the new movie. Beer is fresh off of directing a prequel to Stephen King's Pet Sematary for Paramount, her feature de- uh, her debut feature in the director's chair. So that project is in post-production, coming soon. It hasn't even released, but clearly they are so pleased with what she did that they're like, here you go, here's your next project. Uh, so Beer is obviously writing, directing, and producing the new Sleepy Hollow alongside Todd Gardner and Spencer Walken of Broken Road Productions. There is no plot details at this time because it is at the baby beginnings of this project. Um, But if you needed a refresher, the origin of all things Sleepy Hollow is Washington Irving's story, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, which was first published in 1819. Uh, Definitely has the classic Disney Headless Horseman cartoon. Uh, Tim Burton adapted the tale for the big screen in 1999. And uh, more recently, Fox series had Sleepy Hollow uh, that was based on Irving's Tale, and it lasted for four seasons before it was canceled in 2017. So there is a handful of adaptations, but surprisingly not a lot. So (laughs) I'll be curious to see what they do with this.
1: All right, listeners, your turn. Do you have an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression? What's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you in an elevator? Let's hear about it. You can call our text us at 224-475-1040. The number is also in the show notes, or feel free to email us to bedisgustingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, Zena's going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options and include us in what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Zena, what should we be watching?
2: I'm sorry, Megan. Can you do that voice again, Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger's voice again? Get to the chopper. Get to to the the chopper. chopper. (laughs) Thank
1: you. Can you beat it? Let's hear it.
2: Yes. I'm
3: sure a lot of people can, yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, we have a lot of stuff that is coming out this week. So, uh, but before I dive into that, just know that Bloody Disgusting TV is also available at bloodydisgusting.tv, or you can go to Screen Box. Yay! Yeah. So. Yeah. First up, on Thursday the 16th, we have Mad God. It will be released on Shudder. This is a stop-motion horror animation, and it basically is about a figure known as the assassin descends from heavens into a nightmarish pit of monsters and cruelty. This one looks really cool.
1: This is bananas.
2: Yes. I can't wait
3: to check it out. That's the one, isn't it?
1: (gasps) Spoilers.
3: Okay. (laughs) Your Your excitement said it all.
1: I'm so terrible at surprises. That's why I just don't talk to people.
2: But your face, like.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm just excited. As soon as I saw the trailer for this, I'm like,
2: what is this? It looks so cool. It
1: looks terrifying on so many levels. Stop motion terrifies me.
2: So next up on Thursday, we also have Gatlop, Hell of a Game. It will be available on VOD. And this one is best described as Jumanji meets Escape Room. So that sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. Then we have We Need to Do Something will be available on DVD. I think I spoke about this one either earlier this year or last year, but I really like that one. It's available on um, Hulu. So basically this family, um, they seek shelter from a storm, and then they're trapped inside a bathroom without any rescue for days. And then there's this untold evils that's lurking beyond the doors we don't actually ever see anything but we hear stuff and it's just really cool then we also have on Friday the 17th we have abandoned it will be available in theaters and also on digital and on demand on uh the 24th so after a couple moves into a remote farmhouse uh, with their infant son the woman struggles struggles from postpartum psychosis and she begins it as it begins to intens- intensify so this one stars Emma Roberts and Michael Shannon this just mm-hmm. looks like a old-fashioned ghost story haunted house theme type of movie and i'm for it because i love oh, i love stories.
1: michael shannon watch him in anything
2: awesome stuff then we also have on friday we have the last drive-in season four week week eight it'll be available on shutter so just in case if you guys want to join in and they're super active on twitter so if you want to join in with the party on that one then on Friday, we also have The Good Neighbor. It will be available in VO- on VOD and also in theaters. So the budding friendship between two very different neighbors take a tragic turn when one of them accidentally runs over a young woman and causes her death. I mean, that can ruin anybody's friendship. <laughs> Sorry, that's a terrible joke. All right.
1: So <laughs> <next we> have... <laughs> that's the best time.
2: Next we have on Tuesday, the 21st, we have Watcher. So this one will be available on VOD. So just in case if you didn't get a chance to check it out at at the festivals or in theaters, you'll be able to check it out, you know, on VOD. So as a serial killer stalks the city, a young actress who just moved to town with her boyfriend notices a mysterious stranger watching her from across the street. And Megan, you enjoyed this one, correct?
3: I really like this one. Yes.
2: Cool. So there you go. Check (laughs) it out. Then we also have, this is still Tuesday the 21st, Escape the Field. Uh, this one will be available on DVD. Six strangers wake up trapped in an endless cornfield only to discover something mysterious is hunting them. Then we also have The Cellar. It will be available on DVD. So there's a cult themes oozing in this supernatural horror thriller. I like this one about this daughter who something happens to her in the cellar. She's counting the stairs and satanic. It's just like, why would you move into a house like that? It's also on Shutter too, but just in case if you want to own it, it'll be available on DVD. Then we have the Irish psychological horror, You Are Not My Mother. It will be available on DVD. Then we also have, last and certainly not least, uh, we have CYST. CYST will be available on VOD and DVD. So if you want something that's gross and silly, this one may be the one for you. In the 1960s, a nurse's last day is ruined when a doctor creates a CYST monster that terrorizes the office. And it just looks insane. And just in case if you missed it, Jurassic World Dominion, it is in theaters. If you want to see dinosaurs, there you go. There you go.
1: And that's the Bloody Disgusting Podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews of BloodyDisgusting.com and on Twitter at Haunted Meg. Xena can be found on her own website, RealQueenOfHorror.com, and the YouTube channel of the same name, or at lovely LovelyXena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BedisgustingPod, or drop us an email at BedisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. So, for this week, I'm John.
2: I'm Megan. I'm Xena.
1: Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch and watch Something You Love. Just make sure it's something bloody.